You are listening to the Daily Homily for Magdala in the Holy Land. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. The disciples had forgotten to bring bread, and they had only one loaf with them in the boat. Jesus enjoined them, watch out, guard against the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They concluded among themselves that it was because they had no bread. When he became aware of this, he said to them, why do you conclude that it is because you have no bread? Do you not yet understand or comprehend? Are your hearts hardened? Do you have eyes and not see, ears and not hear? And do you not remember when I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many wicker baskets full of fragments you picked up? They answered him, 12. When I broke the seven loaves for the 4,000, how many full baskets of fragments did you pick up? They answered him, seven. He said to them, do you still not understand? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The apostles are in in a little uncomfortable spot there. And Jesus is coaching them. He is teaching them. He is training them for life. And we see that the letter of St. James is doing the same thing. This is what coaches and teachers do. If they do not, and parents especially, parents are the first coaches and first teachers. What do parents do for their children? They could just please them every way according to the child's whims, or they can train the children to be able for life. And that's a difficult challenge, and especially in our society that is so libertarian, so um, licentious, and with such a cult of personal choice, even from the earliest ages, how to train a child to learn to choose wisely, to choose well, that choices have consequences. And this is a big challenge. James's letter treats the issue of temptation. How do we treat temptation? There was a a great, um, I think, a practical teaching that we received, I remember uh, as a child, a number of times, that our responsibility personally was not just to avoid sin, but to avoid the occasions of sin. So in that sense, if I go too close to the opportunities for sin, then I am more liable to fall. 
if I keep a good distance, then I have more dominion over myself, to have a training in virtue, in self-dominion. We can't blame others for temptation because we are free. Even in the worst situations, we still have freedom to do the right thing. And then how are we prepared as situations get tougher to have the freedom to do the right thing? We have a wonderful consoling line that we are never tested beyond our strength. And this means also that we need to have our strengths at hand. We need to be well positioned, like in sports, like in business, like for the weather. There's a storm coming with six days of rain, and we make sure the drains are freed, the gutters on the roofs are clean, all of these things, you prepare for the harder moments. And so, maybe sometimes, if our temptations are stronger, it's because we have cozied up to the dangerous areas. Apparently, James is dealing with people who were saying, I am being tempted by God. But maybe they were being tempted by themselves. Maybe they drew too close and didn't have enough defense ready, enough preparation. If I don't want to get a flu in the wintertime, sometimes maybe it's impossible to avoid it, but at least if I take care of good sleep, if I take care of proper nutrition, if I take care of proper clothing adapted to the circumstances, then there's a good chance that I will have a greater ability to keep the flu at bay. And in the same way, in our spiritual life, there are exercises that we do. And this upcoming pilgrimage of prayer, which formally starts tomorrow, although we already had the two introductory talks yesterday and today, uh, this is a great exercise. The exercise of Lent starting tomorrow is a great schooling of our ability to grow in virtue. To deal with temptation in one sense is a negative, keeping away the bad. But if the garden is full of good fruits and vegetables, then there's no room for the weeds. And so the whole issue of temptation actually comes down to us a lot, to our choices, our choices before events come. And if we look at the opposite end of the spectrum where we see the lives of the martyrs, it's remarkable how evident in the cases that we have very good descriptions of their lives, for example, Maximilian Kolbe, how there's a complete line of pro progressive growth in the strength of virtue, in the witness given prior to the day of martyrdom. We see that in the North American martyrs. We see that in so many people. We see it in saints like Teresa of Lisieux, of Teresa of Avila, of all these extraordinary uh, great saints. They, the battle they fought, they were in an active engagement all the time. And in a way then, 
Jesus' teaching about beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of Herod. First of all, the Pharisees were people that liked to live piously, but sometimes our style of commitment, even in religious life and religious communities, can carry with it developments that actually counter the spiritual growth because we can become attached to routines, we can become legalistic, we can do formality. It's possible just to do the, the routine and our heart is not in it. And so the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod, I mean, Herod is a whole different game than the Pharisees, but it's a, definitely a very clear worldliness. Herod himself is a great example of that in the case of John the Baptist, when he had his birthday party, and so many things happened that prepared the way that he could not resist executing John the Baptist. So the temptations that came to him uh, grew in intensity, but also with his own um, consent, partial consent, three-quarters consent, full consent. At the end, he didn't want John the Baptist but he gave formal consent for it to happen, to be executed. So uh, maybe we can take a lot of strength from these examples, from these readings, and not to live a life of worldly, um, world, worldly life, but a life that's seeking to f accept the instruction of the Lord. Blessed the person you instruct, O Lord. Thank you for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Magdala, follow us on YouTube and on Facebook.